This is the audio version of the Talking Comic Con, a cup of tea with an Englishman in San Diego podcast. A weekly live show broadcast every Sunday, hosted by Lena Sultana and featuring co-host Alyssa Franks from the Friends of Comic Con Forum. This is season three, episode 21, recorded on the 10th of January 2016. It's the first show back of the new year. We've had an amazing festive season and we're all very excited about what 2016 has in store for us. Leonard and Alyssa are joined by special guests Mark Serby of MarkSerby.com and Kerry Dixon, editor-in-chief of the San Diego Comic-Con unofficial blog, to discuss what's coming up on the small screen. Welcome along. It's the first one of 2016. It's the 10th of January, and uh, it is the first Talking Comic Con, a cup of tea of English in, in San Diego, of the new year. I really hope you've had a fantastic Christmas and a, a great festive season, and um, I hope everything kind of went well for you. Hopefully you've gained a few pounds, hopefully you indulged, and now it's a case of hopefully you will kind of work some of that off as we get towards uh, July and kind of like need as much energy in reserves as possible. Uh, my name's Leonard Sultana. I'm an Englishman in San Diego, and uh, I'll be introducing my guest. Let's uh, go um, left to right on my screen. Uh, we have Mr. Mark Serby uh, joining us. Hello, Mark. How are you, sir? Yeah, not yeah, too not bad. Too Thanks, Leonard. Thanks Excellent. for the invite. Nice to be oh, back for back. another year. Well, we were hoping to try and get you on... Um, just before Christmas, and you kind of weren't able to because, well, there was Christmas happening, so you, <laughs> you kind of got a little bit stuck with it. But um, how how was your Christmas? What did you get up to? Uh, it was busy, quite busy, actually. We had uh, seven people on Christmas Day, nine people, uh, two dogs and a rabbit on Boxing Day, um, which was chaotic. Um, and then the Sunday was uh, equally chaotic, but by Monday it was quite nice and had calmed down. So the was whole week was spent recovering, really, and just watching films, you know, the type of films that you get on between Christmas and New Year that have no relevance to anything whatsoever, but they're on. <laughs> so you watch them. That's what we like to hear, because, I mean, it really is a case you just, you just have to chill out, don't you? You just have to kind of <laughs> decompress, which is why we did take three weeks out of doing these uh, but um, yeah thank you very much indeed for joining us and we have um, someone I have been looking forward to getting back on the hangout for ages, ages and ages Kerry Dixon hello Kerry how are you hey everybody I'm good how are you dogs all over me at the moment <laughs> <laughs> yes Kerry, uh, Kerry Dixon is our very own Carrie Fisher she also has a dog to hand at all times yes um, admittedly <laughs> while, while uh Carrie Fisher has the, you know, the the tongue is constantly out. Uh, yes. Um, so how's your uh, festive season been? How what have you been up to? It was good. Um, I'm American, so we don't get quite as much vacation as you guys. <laughs> so <laughs> we like and, to indulge. Yeah, you do. Hey, if our country would do that, I would love it. But uh, I, it felt kind of short to me because like I even still had to work Christmas Eve, so that was kind of a bummer. But it was a good Christmas. It was fun. <laughs> By far too fast. It was a Christmas. There you go. That's yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, it, it it sounds like from reading various social medias, it did sound like everyone had a great time. So uh, yeah, do jump in on the Q and A on Google Plus if you want to let us know how you celebrated your um, festive season, and of course, uh, do let us know if you. Um, have any um, highlights that you had over the festive season of any presents that you got? Uh, any geek and nerd highlights? Um, my particular favourite uh, present that I personally got was um, from the mother, from the mother unit of all people. Um, she went to some nerd website. I think she did literally, because you know how mothers are, they just type nerd website. Boom. And um, ended up coming up with... Um, Two American style um, jackets, you know, like the the um, like the college jackets. And Caroline's, my wife's, was um, Imperial Stormtrooper with the Imperial Stormtrooper on the back, and mine was Vader. 
So right. Vader on the back, it's Team Vader on the back. Um, and I just went, thanks, Mum. <laughs> that's just mental. Uh, so that was rather cool. Uh, was there any nerd presents that you guys got in your uh, in Santa's sack, as it were? Mark. Um. Well. <laughs> yes and no. I mean, th- there was a lot of sort of, you know, look, his little bits and whatever else. But my girlfriend did get me this. Go on. Which is a Scarface Funko in his car. Nice. That's cool. Yeah. You know, I mean, I'm a huge Al Pacino fan, as you can see from obviously the poster in the background. And um, it was nice to get something like that because I'd kind of been talking about it a little bit on and off. I'm like, hey, I wouldn't mind that. So, you know, that was... Um, yeah, that was a nice little uh, thing. And then also, because you rightly pointed out, Leonard, this week on uh, Twitter and everything else, it was my birthday this week. It um, was. Happy birthday. Yes, thank you. Thank you. Yes. Um, my girlfriend also got me a lovely signed copy of Nick Frost's autobiography. Nice. Yeah, because I have a signed copy of Simon Pegg's autobiography, so she got me that. Now you have the pair. I have. I'm just waiting for <laughs> Edgar Wright to bring out a book, and then that's me done. You've got the yeah. trifecta. Exactly. Yes. You, have you managed to dive into that book yet? Because I've been hearing good things, but I haven't got a copy of my own. So. No, I actually don't want to take it out of the house because it's signed. So it's one of those that I'm only going to read in two places, either the toilet or the bed. So the, the, That's where you read books. Oh, right. No, that, no that's where you read books. That's, that's fine. <laughs> you, you, you're perfectly justified on that one. Okay, that's cool. Excellent. Um, what? Um, any highlights in terms of your uh, presence, Kerry? What did you manage to land from uh, uh, generous family members this year? Uh, well, they gave me Dragon Age Inquisition, which I'm like years and years late on the whole Dragon Age thing. But that's like all I've been doing with my life for the last two months. So that was fun. <laughs> Excellent. And uh, I, I kind of noticed there's been a little bit of redecorating or moving of stuff around in the house. Have you got all your 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 uh, stuff signed on the wall. Have they been, fr- been framed up there for a while? No. Um, the two behind me, though, back there, those are new. Those are from uh, Hero Complex Gallery. Nice. Um, and they're from Age of Ultron. One has Steve and one has Tony, but that's cool. all. Okay. Excellent stuff. And uh, let's all, t- collectively, cross our, cross our fingers. We can hear you. Uh, Yay! Alyssa Franks. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! I'm, I'm on my phone. I, I got email after like, okay, Chrome, Google, Firefox. I, you know, I'm on my phone. So there you go. Um, so the, I've been binging Game of Thrones. That's been my big thing. You know, uh, I'm up to season two, and I'm finally getting what everybody is talking about. You haven't seen it before. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm a good season behind. I'm I'm a good season and a bit behind. Um, but then again, I'm a good season be- behind on, on pretty much all of my television at the moment, which is really embarrassing to kind of admit. But especially when we've got like programs starting up, literally in a matter of oh, days. well, it's and harder. An amount of programs starting up. Yeah, but it's harder now more than ever just because there's so much on. Like, yeah. I think I read that there's, like, 400-something scripted series on last year. Like, that's insane. <sighs> and then people wonder why the schedules uh, are so clashy when it comes to Comic-Cons and sort of, like, trying to fit everything in. It's because there's just so much to go and see and so many decent programs and so many fantastic... I think that's the great thing about it at the moment is it's just the quality of the programs that are out. I mean... Even the ones that you kind of forget down the line and down the list. There was um, one which people are going to have to remind me of the um, the title of it. It's, I think it was the Frankenstein Project where it's um, a, 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 an old... Oh, that got renamed like eight times. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <It did. laughs> That's um, how I know it. <laughs> yeah. And it's kind of like the, an old gentleman gets uh, implanted into a young man's body and it's yeah. that kind of... Uh, adapts to that, but I saw the first two episodes and it's really good. When he, when even kind of like the programs all the way down the bottom of the pile are really good. You know you're kind of in that golden age of television which everyone talks about. So that's what we are going to be talking about a lot um, on this Hangouts. Um, actually, first things first, Alyssa, any uh, of your geek prezzies? 
Um, not, not so much. I mean, everything I had talked about before, cause I bought it all for myself and, and, and had people give it to me. Um, loved the artwork that I picked out for myself. Loved the technology that I picked out for myself. <laughs> all of it. You know, no surprises under my tree, except for the, some checks, which is cool. That's always cool. <laughs> That'll go for the spring cons. That's, yeah. that's been what I've been planning. Yes. Yeah. Money, money, just money, just. Yeah, well, you know, I got some, I got some uh, stuff planned for the uh, uh, C2E2 and WonderCon, and the time off between those two. So that's pretty cool. I may drop out and try and see if I can get back in and uh, get on a better connection. So okay. bear with me. Well, right. Well, in that case, we will uh, dive in with um, uh, Mark and Kerry then, and we'll talk about the kind of like the upcoming programs, certainly in the immediate future. Um, and certainly what's coming up uh, in the next couple of weeks, uh, because while we can talk about or can speculate, uh, speculate about what we can see at uh, San Diego Comic-Con and other cons coming up, let's talk about um, what we can experience on television now. What's kind of on your um, dance card then, Kerry? What's kind of uh, that you, well, what you're looking forward to certainly in the next couple of weeks or so? Um, in the next couple of weeks, I mean, the most immediate and first thing that's coming up, obviously, is the new season of Agent Carter, which is going to start January 19th here in the States and I think January 28th in the UK. So I'm excited about that. And then the third season of The 100 starts on January 21st here. And then the wow. new season of The X-Files starts here in January as well. Well, I was going to say, you've not only got that, you've, um, you've also got Legends of Tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's <laughs> and, right from the 21st, yep. And the season finale of Heroes Reborn. That's a busy day. Yeah, yeah, it will be. But it's it's going to be a really good season, I think, for TV. Like I said, all those things are pretty great. I'm really excited about the new X-Files. So. Cool. Um, I, I, I'm trying to work out when these are actually going to start uh, making an appearance here in the UK. And as per usual, I think we are just going to be kind of muting social media as uh, they hit American uh, screens. Um, is there anything that uh, you've kind of spotted, um, Mark, that's certainly in the near future that you're kind of hoping gets to us sooner rather than later? We never know, though, Leonard, do we? This is the problem, you know. I mean, I was desperate for Ash versus the Evil Dead to eventually make its way over here. I'm a huge Bruce Campbell fan, and it ended up on Virgin Media's online portal or something like that, which about four people can probably see. I mean, I haven't seen it, so... You know, I, I'm I'm hoping that America gets a DVD of it soon so I can import that, because I'm desperate to see it, but, I mean, we're clearly not getting it, so never mind. Yeah. It's gone on Amazon Prime, and um, as did uh, The Man with the High Castle, um, which... I've heard great things about that, but, yeah. I'm it's fantastic. Fantastic. It's fantastic. I'm about halfway through, and it's it's yeah. stunning. Yeah. The, the one thing that I... Um, I actually quite liked, well, uh, well, liked the look of, was Lucifer. Um, yes. I saw some bits at Comic-Con and whatever else, and I, I was sort of in between, really. And then reading up on it a bit more, obviously it's based on Neil Gaiman's Sandman, loosely, they keep saying. So I'm interested to see what happens with it. I really am. Um, whether they'll make a good job of it, I'm not sure, because that graphic, those graphic novels are insane. I mean, I'm not sure how they can film it, but clearly they're trying. So, you know, yeah. I know they're also, um, as well as taking it from the uh, Neil Gaiman book, they're also, because uh, DC Vertigo have just kind of relaunched their brands, um, and they did a bit of a presentation at um, Thoughtable in Leeds. It was one of the few of the uh, major publishers to come over, um, and they did a presentation about the books. And Lucifer is the, one of the comics, which actually I believe the first issue of that comes out, New Comic Book, comic, uh, New Comic Book Day, this coming month, uh, Wednesday, sorry. So there's kind of like that tie-in between that and the, the new series. The trailer looks amazing. Um, I'm really liking the, the the kind of the pitch that they're going for with Lucifer. That that it, it does. It looks like a lot of fun. Um, it looks like the kind of tone which I hoped they were going to go with with Constantine. Why well, didn't you think? I, I mean, I thought the tone for Constantine was actually pretty spot on. 
once it got going, give it four or five episodes because initially they were very much like, oh, don't don't let anybody see him smoking on screen. And then I think they realised actually, you know what? Let's just do it. Let's just do it. And, and from then on, he'd never he never had a cigarette out of his mouth. I don't think. <laughs> I really like it. I thought it was great, and then sadly, obviously cancelled. Did yeah. anybody have, has anybody caught up on a you me and the apocalypse? It's a half an hour show uh, about like the world has 30 days to live uh, before a, a giant meteor hits it. And it's all these little vignettes about what people do. If you had 30 days for the rest of the world, what would you do? And it, it goes into some, uh, from what I've seen, it goes in, some of them go into uh, just crazy stuff, you know, finding the lost love of your life and, uh, all of this, it's NBC, so I'm not so sure how it's going to work out. Um, at January 28th is when is the first one. Uh, We've already uh, I had it here, Alyssa. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, we, we had it last year. I've got it all on my Sky Plus box. I haven't started watching it yet. Okay. More is the shame with me. But I record it because, you know, Rob Lowe's in it. I mean... Oh, the ca- that's the thing about that program. Uh, yeah, just to um, prime uh, uh, everyone in the States, here in the UK, it's actually a co-production between NBC and Sky. It's actually an original Sky uh, production here in the UK. And um, you kind of look at the cast list, and the cast list is insane for this program. But it's very difficult um, to actually watch because, like Alyssa says, it's like little short stories which kind of like weave amongst each other. And it, it doesn't quite grab you in the first couple of episodes. It's very hard and very difficult to kind of get into it. it okay. It is rewarding. I mean, you get about two, three episodes in and it finally starts gelling together. But the first couple of episodes are tough, tough going. So if you are giving, giving it a go, yeah. give it some time. It, has, have you guys heard anything about the Martin Scorsese um, show that's going to be Vinyl? On? Vinyl. Yeah. 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 I'm sure it'll be great. I mean, it's Scorsese, yeah. it's HBO, it's got huge names. It's got Bobby Cannavale in it. Yeah, that's looking, all you need to know. Looking awesome. Looking awesome. Uh, yeah, it's mid-February, I believe. I think so, too. Yeah. Uh, February 14th. There we go. Perfect Valentine's Day present yeah. for all of us who have been with our spouses for far too long and just go, oh, we just want to watch TV. Give us something yeah. decent to watch. <laughs> I mean, the Scorsese name got me. I was kind of like going, but it's it's about, I mean, it's about 70s rock and roll. I'm thinking, I don't know. I mean, hasn't that been done? If the, if the Scorsese name got you, if you have not watched Boardwalk Empire, I highly recommend that. Okay. Highly. Okay. Uh, it's so. 70s rock and roll. I'm, I'm, I'm just too young for that. I'm a <laughs> I, 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 I Come on, let's not start the year off on some lies, hey. Come on, <laughs> come on. Thanks, Mark. That's <laughs> <It's> all right. <laughs> yes, if they did a show on, I don't know, the history of Duran Duran. Yeah, the, nice, the 1980s, you know, when I was a kid. Um, if you're buying any of this, by the way, congratulations. <laughs> Um, let's see what else is kind of doing the rounds in terms of the next couple of uh, weeks, which I kind of, I'm very curious to see what people's thoughts are on American Horror Story and certainly what the, the last, um, the last hotel series has done to attract people's attention. I mean, have you, any of you guys been watching that? What's been happening? Oh, we've got two hands up there. So yeah, Kerry, what's your take on it? Because when I've seen, obviously, the trailers for it and you see Lady Gaga showing up, has that worked? Did it, did it um, pan out? You know what? I love American Horror Story, even though it's like the worst written thing on TV. I mean, it just, (laughs) it makes no sense whatsoever. Like, if you watch it for any kind of like, plot or purpose or anything like that, like, you're going to hate it. (laughs) It's Ryan Murphy. I mean, come on. But it's (laughs) all you need to know. But it's gorgeous. And I didn't like last season when they did uh, the freak show. It just, I don't know, it just never came together for me. But this year, Lady Gaga is actually a pretty good actress, which shocked me. But... She managed to persuade everyone she was a girl for a while, so, yeah. <laughs> I don't know about that. But, uh, 
But it's it's just a lot more cohesive. Again, it's gorgeous. It's it's just a really good season. Truthfully, I like this season more than I've liked any season since the first. So wow. if you've liked any of the seasons, you'll like this. If again, if this is like your first foray into American Horror Story, don't go in expecting logic, sense, any of those kind of things. So because um, the if I got this right, we've got the it's the series finale. Which I believe is uh, this Wednesday, so maybe I think I'm like one episode behind, so maybe. Uh, and I know that um, Blacklist is back, um, which that's my particular show of poison. Uh, I'm a, a Blacklist fan, so um, I'm looking forward to that. Finally, kind of, I think here in the UK we get that a, a week or two after uh, the US. So I think with that's on its way. I think the only show that we kind of have almost to the day or shortly after is The Walking Dead. Um, but that's only because if we didn't show it like a day after, there would be riots in the streets and yeah. storming of the gates kind of thing. We also get Game of Thrones as well exactly the same time. Yeah. Um, but and yeah, that finally right. got a release date. Yes. Yeah, so that'll be April 24th is when that's coming. There was also a show um, on that Hulu is producing. I mean, talk about the um, the the Netflixes and the Amazons and the and Hulu is now in it. Um, what was it? Eleven twenty-two sixty-three. Oh, the, oh, the Stephen King. Yeah. 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 Which, J.J. Abrams produced it, uh, and James Franco's in it. And that's about all I know. <laughs> A high school te- history teacher travels back in time to prevent the assassination of JFK. <laughs> so it sound it sounded interesting. If anybody get has Hulu, let me know how that one works. I'd like to I'd like to get some feedback on that because that sounds interesting to me. It's uh, February fifteenth again with the Valentine's Day. Stuff. <laughs> what and, is it about programming these programs on Valentine's weekend? Uh, for all those people who don't have things to do on Valentine's Day. <laughs> or don't have girlfriends or boyfriends. Mm-hmm. Great. Nice to rub that in. Fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> I think they did that no, with House of Cards. followed up by Vikings on uh, What's that? Sorry, Carrie? Oh, I just said I think they did that with House of Cards a year or two ago. Like, it came out on Valentine's Day. But that's a that's a power couple show. I mean, that's right. You would sit there and you would go, "That is us, darling. That's us. Look at us." (laughs) Yeah, no. Sorry, but no. As always, on the Q&A, do jump in with any shows that are attracting your attention, certainly in the January, February mark. Do let us know if there's anything that's um, in uh, on your radar. Also, in terms of what you would like to talk about, in terms of shows that you've uh, kind of seen, uh, we've got a couple of uh, headlines that have um, broken. One of them uh, broke today. And we've got Ian O'Hara, who's on the Q&A at the moment, um, saying that, um, did you, well, number one, did you hear that, the WBDC are going to be premiering Batman Killing Joke at Comic-Con this year. Uh, Rated R and Mark Hamill and Kevin Conroy take my money now. Uh, this was something that was announced at New York Comic-Con, I believe, and um, I've been interested to see what they're going to do with it, considering that uh, you can actually hold the Killing Joke and sort of like in that much space in, in your hand. It's a very, very thin story. Um, it really would be making a feature-length animation out of a comic, a single issue. Uh, so I'm very curious to see what they're going to do with that. Uh, well, then again, they made three films out of The Hobbit, so they can do anything they like, I suppose. Um, so very curious to hear about that. The I think the big news for me, though, today was the news that Kevin Smith is coming to television. And he's coming to television with um, his favourite show at the moment, I understand, which is The Flash. Um, what's everyone's take on this? And uh, are you are you up for seeing Kevin Smith directing television? Absolutely. Um, oh, okay. So that's a thumbs up from Alyssa. <laughs> I I'm happy with it, absolutely. But I think I don't know Kevin Smith. His material 
is very adult, and I'm not sure how it's going to work with the Flash because the Flash is very, you know, well, it's very flashy and it's very, it's very light. You know, 42 minutes of hey, I missed 38 minutes, but I've still got you know four minutes and I know what's going on. So I'm I'm unsure what Kevin Smith's going to do here. I would like him to keep his own style, but I can't imagine he will. Hmm. I mean, I did read his Batman run. Um, or several of the Batman runs that he's done, and the man can certainly write to a comic uh, comic audience. Uh, but yeah, I know what you mean. the The style seems a, a little uh, strange. It's a, it sounds a little bit like when um, Quentin Tarantino directed uh, ER. an episode of ER, mm. and they tried transplanting that his style and it as a kind of like for, as a director for hire, and it didn't quite gel. Um, what's your thoughts on it, Kerry? I don't watch The Flash. So I don't have that many thoughts. <laughs> I mean, in TV, in TV, directors, truthfully, have, like, they don't have that much to do with the way that a show is shaped. Like, obviously, you have a new director in every week. Like, the writers have a lot more to do with it. The producers have a lot more to do with it. So I don't think it's going to, like, completely change the show for that one week. We're not going to see any major flashes, which no, <laughs> no, no pun intended, of Kevin Smith uh, no. impacting. Okay. Well, they have so much canon that they have to fit in within that they mm-hmm. can't really do anything that's going to be groundbreaking. Yeah. yeah. You know, so it, it it, but it would still be fun. You know, yeah. sometimes they 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 show a a new, you know take on the whole thing and all so anything that gets that pulls attention to the geek culture on tv i'm i'm for i love the episodic uh shows as opposed to you know the big the big shows i just think that you can get a lot more in depth um with it with the the single the single shows than you can with the the larger the larger movies so you know pulling pulling name directors into tv is a great thing as far as I'm concerned, I do like. Uh, I've had a comment on Twitter come up, uh, come up saying um, it, this could go one of two ways. Don't forget, number one, he was behind uh, writing a script for Superman, so he knows how to handle uh, major IPs and major uh, talents and major characters. But he also did star in Ben Affleck's Daredevil film, and you have to, to go swings and roundabouts. It could go either way, so who knows. Um, I'm up for seeing it. Um, that is going to be apparently slated to air in May. And um, no, we'll see how that uh, pans out. Uh, I do quite like Aaron Nabus's uh, comment on uh, the Q&A. I wonder if uh, Kevin Smith's episode will be titled Chasing Flash. <laughs> like it. <laughs> like it. So there we go. Right. Um, one show that we haven't mentioned um, that's airing on February 17th is The Vikings, which I'm really looking forward to. Um, uh, it's, yeah, the broadsword sword stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, know you're I, a, I know you're a fan. Yeah, I had to mention that one uh, just because just I, I was glad to see that it was uh, back and uh, being aired. So. I mean, what else is kind of attracting everyone's attention? I mean, Kerry, is there anything else that's kind of Uh, on your I mean, it's not at all geeky, but I love How to Get Away with Murder, and that comes back on February 11th. It's really good. Don't make that face. (laughs) I see you over there. But, uh, I mean, Daredevil comes back with season two on March 18th. Yeah. Super oh, excited about that. Oh, we'll get into that one. <laughs> well, no, I mean, we might as well get into it now, considering that um, it's not only... Well, there's there's two sets of timing that it kind of uh, uh, talks about. And um, I did actually bring it up with somebody, and I can't remember who I was speaking what's to. It, no, you brought it up with me. Okay, what's okay go on. Go, 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 go. What's up with first announcing? Everybody was like hot on the thing that it's going to happen during WonderCon, and like so, I'm making my plans. I was like even ready to book another hotel room so I can air it, you know, and just and not interrupt all of my roommates because I'm going to be at WonderCon. And then all of a sudden, they show the trailer, which is basically a rehash of season one, and it's going to be at C2E2. 
what I, so then there's that number one and number two at C2E2 their Netflix is pretty friendly with the repop guys so I'm thinking there's gonna be a there's gonna be some sort of a, a tie together with C2E2 and that we make it the first episode or two in a panel it's possible. it makes it's, it makes sense it's possible I don't have they done anything outside New York Comic Con with any of the Marvel Netflix shows? I don't feel like they have. I think it's just with Repot, um, the Marvel. Yeah, Netflix. but I mean, I think so far it's just been in New York. So I don't know if that's like because the shows take place, you know, kind of in Hell's Kitchen. So I don't know if they kind of view that as like that makes sense. So I, I think it'll be super interesting if they do go to C2E2. I think it yeah. speaks. Volumes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, <Yeah>. they do. <laughs> and what's but. up with the Netflix? And and okay. 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 Now this is uh, yeah. This is uh, something that I want you to bring up as part of the conversation. But as it happens, uh, Kerry has a little bit of uh, background on this because um, you were talking to one of the main players, weren't you? Uh, basically, okay. So as I think most of us know, since eight kind of had a panel last year. I say kind of because it wasn't actually sanctioned. <laughs> and <laughs> I think basically what happened at the time was J. Michael Straczynski, who I can't pronounce his last name very well, so we're just going to call oh, him JMS. I you pretty much nailed it there, actually. <laughs> okay, well, Straczynski. Um, he, he goes every year, and he was holding, like, his own regular, like, hey, I'm just going to talk about my, my own stuff panel. But then I think he said... Why don't we hold a panel where I'm just talking about Sense8? They said, sure, whatever. It happened. <laughs> but then some strange things started happening. It changed dates. Some other things happened. And so, because I live on Twitter, <laughs> I saw him talking to somebody, and I'll just read it. Somebody tweeted him last year and said, heartbroken that the SDCC panel has been changed from Thursday to Friday. Will any of the cast or crew be around Thursday? And he responded, None of the cast or other crew are doing SDCC. Netflix is not allowing it. Marketing department doesn't support SDCC. So I tweeted him, and I said, what makes you think they don't support Cineo Comic-Con? And he said, they told me, didn't want the panel to happen, then told the cast not to come. Pretty clear, I'd say. <laughs> so, I mean, I, I'm with him. You can't get more clear than that. Yeah. <laughs> this, this is something this that yeah, this was this a panel that was not costing them money. Yeah, this is something that myself and Alyssa was talking about. In in because Alyssa and I, I know that a number of people that I've been speaking to were kind of under the impression that it was either like an oversight or if it's just something in there, kind of like the the way they wanted to approach their uh, promotion for the shows. But it actually seems like a very focused <laughs> um, slight against CCI, and I would really like to know. Certainly, from both sides, what the actual official line is when it comes to the relationship between CCI. The, I mean, the vaguely interesting thing. There's two things I think that are vaguely interesting. The first is that the very first panel that Netflix ever did was actually at a CCI event. It was at WonderCon a couple years ago for uh, Hemlock Grove. That was like 2012, maybe. Um, they didn't do anything for several years after that. The other is, and why I'm curious about what you said, Alyssa, is I've always kind of assumed that maybe the reason they bring the Marvel stuff to New York Comic Con is because that's more Marvel saying, hey, we want to bring this, than it is Netflix saying, hey, we want to bring this. So I could kind of see where Marvel would be like, we're Marvel, <laughs> we want to bring our TV show, and Netflix would be like, whatever, if we don't have to pay. But if they're doing it at other conventions, like C2E2, that to me implies that it really is, like, something against San Diego Comic-Con in specific. Yeah. So. It'll be interesting to, to see, you know, what, what they do at um, C2E2. Uh, you bring up a good point in that it, it's, it's cost-effective to do it in New York if the cast, if everybody's already there. It makes, it's a no-brainer, you know, to do something uh, that ties in so well. With but it. I would have thought it would have been a no-brainer to be like, hey, Straczynski, you're not costing us money at Comic-Con. 
you already have a room. Hold this panel. Promote us. But instead, apparently, they were like, uh, please don't use our name. <laughs> please don't broadcast. So, I don't know about that. I'm dead. I'm just wondering if someone has just kind of maybe someone at CCI has run over somebody's cat <laughs> at Netflix. I don't. It sounds. It's really. It sounds so personal. That's it does. So specific. <laughs> and they've done other things. Like they've done. They brought uh, Orange Is the New Black to Paley last year, I think. So. So they're not. They're not, a, a, they're not yeah. out doing conventions or events. So. No. It's the weirdest thing, but that's why I was, up until I read that whole exchange last year, I was always like, you know, maybe this will be the year Netflix will come, and I'm like, I don't think they're ever going to come. But you know what? I I can add to that, actually. Um, Here in the UK, we we get certain one-off events to push TV shows, so obviously they had, uh, Amazon did Hand of God last year as well, and Game of Thrones and stuff like that, but we don't have an HBO channel here and it airs on Sky Atlantic, but Game of Thrones still had an event here. So there's still a lot of interest and there's still a lot of one-off events for American TV shows, apart from Netflix. Even something like um, Beasts of No Nation, uh, the Netflix film, starring Idris Elba, a British person, you know, he's doing pretty well for himself. You kind of think, hey, listen, let's have a premiere for it. It's a film. But nothing. Yeah. It, uh, all they did was just push it out, and they went, "Hey, Idris Elba's in a new film. If you want to see it, it's on Netflix." You're like, "You should be promoting this." You know, he's one of the biggest star uh, movie stars on the planet at the moment, and you're just kind of like, "Yeah, whatever. We paid 15 million for it or whatever else." And I don't. It's a weird strategy. It really is. It's very similar to the way they treated Jessica Jones uh, when they launched that here in uh, the UK as well. Um, Admittedly, it's the kind of program which is very much going to live on social media where everyone's just going to talk about it. And yes, Twitter just went nuts when that program came out. If you're following social, any kind of social media, you know it's going to be out. But there was no, there's very little in terms of posters, promotion. The promotion on for Netflix here in the UK, we kind of get it six months later when they're wanting to promote it once it's actually been on the, uh, the channel. We, we, just finished a nice little run of Mr. Robot adverts. That was out back in March. Yeah. <laughs> a while. Netflix promotion department, I suspect you're drunk. Um, just, I don't... <laughs> just, I don't We're know. never going to get a Netflix person on, on the Hangout now. You realize that, that right? I, I don't think we would have anyway if they hate Comic-Con that much. <laughs> but you know what, actually, I ask them. Do you know what? I'm going to stick up for them here a little bit, and this is what something I wanted to bring up, is Netflix have, the end of last year, found the perfect time to launch a show. Make it a murderer. Now, have, has everybody seen this show? I yeah. mean, if you, if you haven't, then... Well, okay, you need a 10-part ten, ten documentary. You kind of think 10 parts of documentary. I'm not watching that. How many people were talking on social media about this documentary between Christmas and New Year? Virtually everybody. Yeah. It was the perfect release schedule. It really They'd got that down to a T. And I think Netflix have got that now. And that's what you need because you've got so many people off around that time that people want to just sit there and chill and watch bit Netflix and chill, obviously. Um, they want to do bits, uh, but they want to watch things that are reoccurring and stuff like that. So launching a 10-part documentary at that time was almost a stroke of marketing genius. And I kind of think that maybe that's what people should be looking at rather than launching it in March or something like that. Get that time period just after Christmas when people are sat there a little bit bored or in the I new year. Jessica Jones was launched. A pretty near on perfect time as well. Just as the weather started dropping, the nights were getting dark, and it just sort of, it added to the tone of yeah. the show. Yeah, absolutely. They, they seem to have certain the the right times for releasing certain things. I don't know if somebody else has come in and said, right, okay, here we go. This is a real marketing or something like that. But it is very strange how they get some things absolutely spot on and others they don't at all. They completely miss the boat with it. I, I thought it was brilliant when they were talking about uh, releasing it the same week as uh, Batman versus Superman. <laughs> I, 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 a stroke of genius. Because all of the market share, thought put share, is going into talking about Daredevil as opposed to this 
big production. What I loved about what I loved about that is the fact that every single nerd and geek site just suddenly wrote down, "Oh my God, it's Daredevil versus Batman versus Superman." (laughs) At which point, (laughs) with half a brain cell, went, "Well, no. One, I go to the cinema, (laughs) and the other one that I." Uh, I, I we're we're fine, thank you. We'll watch both. <laughs> yeah. yeah, in the same weekend. <laughs> yeah, well, no, yeah, we're, yeah, we're gonna do. There's not gonna be much sleep happening that weekend. No. no. <laughs> this is why it was so crazy that we, you know, when it was gonna dro- all drop on a WonderCon weekend because in it, you know, throw WonderCon on top of both Daredevil, which I want to binge the whole thing all at once, and and. Batman versus Superman and WonderCon. I'm just, you know, not getting, yeah, dead. Anyway, but it's all going to happen during C2E2. <laughs> Which isn't better for you, really. No. Yeah, I mean, you, you try to have a live report from you on, say, like the Sunday, you're just going to be this broken shell. <laughs> Babbling. Yeah, that's usually my job, so, yeah. yeah. You're not, you're not uh, both. So, um, uh, Agent Carter next week, uh, yeah. two weeks, I've, I've got my shirt on, I've, you know, just to get back to the TV shows, Agent Carter, I'm, I'm, I can't wait. <laughs> I'm excited too, I loved last season. Uh, it's, that's that's the, the highlight of uh, the shows coming up. I mean, yeah, I mentioned the ones before that I'm looking forward to, but um, that one to my mind is really the, the best, uh, the best of the best. Production values and, and script wise and and just just what it was about. So that's cool. And watch people watch it so we get a third season, please. Absolutely. Yes. Watch it live. Yes. 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 <clears throat> um, we're getting the adverts for it here in the UK, and um, yeah, we'll be. I think we were getting it a couple of weeks after. Um, you get it on the twenty eighth. We get it on the nineteenth. Yeah. yeah. So, well, it just makes up for the fact that we get your, the films early. Yeah. I know. I hate you. We won't, listen, we won't tell you too much about Civil War until you've gone to see it. How's that? Oh. I know. It, it. I love it. Every year, like, you guys get it. The internet's quiet. We get it. It's like, oh, you haven't seen this, like, in the ten hours since it's come out? Oh, you're going to know the whole plot. Yeah. <laughs> the difference yeah. between America and the UK. Yeah, oh yeah. Especially when you go and see the midnight screenings like I do. And yeah. I've got an, at least another 12 hours ahead as well. It's fantastic. Yeah. Um, other shows that have certain uh, attracted my attention as well. What's this, uh, The Magicians? I don't um, know about I've been that one. hearing people talking about it and all <laughs> I can think is it's on sci-fi and yeah. I've not heard. Yeah. It. Nothing? It, it's, I, I read a little blurb about it. I, you know, my feeling is, is that anything serious that, that sci-fi does, you know, that's real sci-fi is great because at least it puts them more into the geek bubble. Um, and, um, so it, it looks pretty good from the adverts that I've seen and I will definitely be catching the first couple of episodes to see what it's about. Uh, the blurb that I've got, um, it's based on Lev Grossman's best-selling novels. A brilliant grad student chose to attend uh, the magician's Hogwarts, which, <laughs> you know, I have to say that that's, that's what it kind of, <laughs> you, know, uh, you know, but it seems like it's a little bit more grown up than that, so. Okay. And the other show that um, is attracting my attention, which um, I don't know if we've got over here, in the UK yet, uh, but if it's anything like the ranting and raving I've been seeing on social media, Mark, you're going to have to help me out. Is The Expanse coming to the UK yet? The one with Halle Berry, is that? Uh, no. no. Oh, no, no, sorry, I know which one you're talking about. Yeah, with Chad Coleman in it. Um, I haven't seen anything to say the UK have got this show. I've <laughs> been hearing nothing but ranting about that programme, about just how Good, good. That program is. Has anyone been watching it, Kerry? Um, no. Okay, Alyssa. I have. I have. Um, and 
perhaps this says something about me, but it's it's a little um, difficult. It's not a, it it's not like the Flash, which is you're spoon fed everything. You got to actually pay attention to it. Um, I do like the show, and I'm still watching it after. I don't know, a half dozen episodes. Um, so would would highly recommend it. Um, but it's not it's not you know it it's not a DC show. Uh, you know you, you got to actually kind of pay attention to some of the different threads, and it's, uh, it's more hardcore sci-fi. More Mr. Robot than the Flash. Yeah. yeah. And I'm more. ready for that to come back as well. Oh, oh Mr. Robot. I yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's right there. All-time classics. <laughs> that hit my top five list this year. Absolutely. I, I'm still not seeing the final two episodes, but that's what? because... What? No, that's because I'm a moron. That's because I'm a moron. I know this. I'm a, I am told on a regular basis by people who know me how much of a moron so I am. You're going to get Caroline in on this, phone, on this uh, chat now, yeah, right? Mark, yeah, Mark, you email her. Yeah, I'll send her a message. She'll reply straight away to me. Yes, yeah, she, yeah, she will. By, by, by DM, Mark. Um, <laughs> we've got a couple of comments that have come in on the, um, the Q&A. Uh, Michael Leventhal is watching. Hello, Michael. Uh, Happy New Year to you, sir. Uh, Mark, in terms... Um, of what you were talking about earlier in Netflix. Um, uh, Michael's asking, are you aware of the urban meaning of Netflix and chill? I did see a smirk come up on Kerry's face uh, when you said it, and we're just wondering if you knew exactly what the, the, the phrase means. No, tell me more, Leonard. Give me no, great I, detail, guys. I'm a complete innocent in this matter. I have no, 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 I know. I know. It's okay. I know. That's why I said it. Fair enough. Yes. Um, we have Ian O'Hara watching. Hello, Ian. Uh, Agent Carter rules and Hayley Atwell is my future wife. Um, fair enough. If you want to try and um, wrestle most of the uh, red-bloody males who you sort of like can get within arm's reach, you're going to have to go through them first. Um, but um, excellent stuff and also Aaron Nebus is watching do you think Marvel is saving their Netflix shows for D23 I don't think they brought anything last year to D23 did they I mean for their Netflix shows isn't I don't think D- they did isn't D23 and every other year it is it's not this year it'll be next year um, so no <laughs> because I think they'll still be at New York Comic Con this year <laughs> Um, and I don't know. I mean, I feel like they've never gone to Comic-Con, like, even before D23 was, like, this big thing that it is now. So I don't, I don't really feel like that's, I think they just don't like Comic-Con. I think that's, uh, it's very difficult to make any comments about Netflix going to any kind of convention with that one, that elephant in the room. And I think... And I know, I, I'm sure Kerry, I'm sure you'll join me. I think we'll be sending off some, some emails on Monday. Let's see if we can try and get some kind of background to this because it'd be interesting to find out exactly what the issue is. Can I just, uh, two shows that are returning this month actually, which I actually discovered at Comic Con. Um, it's always sunny in Philadelphia, which is uh-huh. returning and also workaholics which I'd never seen until sitting through a panel and realised, what is this madness? I need to see this show. And now I love it. I think it's fantastic. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, I've not heard of that second one. So that one's, that one's new to It's pretty good. Uh, Portlandia. It... <laughs> yes. That I've heard good things. Yeah. Uh, it's, yeah, anywhere. And to be honest, for, my, for myself, like I say, I mean, my show of choice is The Blacklist, but I'm still now waiting for Rick and Morty. That's all I'm looking forward to, because Rick and Morty just rules. It's just. I, I saw something this week that said they've commissioned another season, but we're looking at about 18 months. Well, I can wait. Uh, it's <laughs> worth waiting. It's worth waiting for. Let's put it this way. Everyone can go and watch The Big Bang Theory and... Have lots of fun watching that show. If you really, really want to, I'll wait for Rick and Morty because it just kicks ass. I love that show. So there we go. Um, the one thing I wanted to wrap up on, because um, I think we've uh, covered most of the shows which are uh, uh, on the way, um, 
Certainly, uh, very quickly, um, one other comment that has just come in. This was from Brandon Troy. Hello, Brandon. How are you doing, sir? I wasn't big on the series Zoo when it was promoted at Comic-Con. However, I've had the chance to binge watch it, and it's okay. Um, (laughs) Ringing endorsement right there. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's okay. Okay. Here's here's ringing endorsement number two. My dad likes it. (laughs) There you go. Um, he, uh, yeah, this is this is the guy that doesn't like series. He doesn't like um, recurring programs because they just don't ever end. And he, I want it to finish. I want I want it to end. And then just going, well, watch Daredevil then. Shut up. Um, I don't know if anybody's commented <laughs> if anybody's commented on the Shiana Chronicles. Shit, I'm mispronouncing that. It's like Shin. Yeah, I can't do it either. Shinara. Yeah. Something yeah. like that. I've been. It's the same as it's the those those are the two shows that have really been blowing up my social media. It's been, um, at the Expanse and Shannara Chronicles. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think people have really liked that show because it do, it is doing something new with the whole Dungeons and Dragons kind of vibe. I was not into it. I saw the first episode. I was not into it, and I turned it off. And my forum members said finish the show it gets better then um the the you know well I, i'm not teen angst i don't do teen angst well at all and it was all yeah um but that was, then, wasn't that the then, first wasn't that the first half of the season of the 100 and didn't that develop into yeah, something that's true <laughs> yeah yeah close it's it's right up there but at least there was some sci-fi involved it was t- it took place on a space station you know so i i was willing to give the 100 a shot anyway finish the show the last half is a lot better than the first half um the lead character uh the druid the lead character druid was is really good uh he played um in arrow uh the guy uh, k u K A U N Canon. Okay, uh, this is a show where you can't pronounce a damn thing. You can't pronounce the title. You can't pronounce the actors. I know. Oh my like, God. What? Talk about dance. The guy that played um in uh, opposite uh in Arrow. He was the the other guy in Arrow <laughs> on the island. <laughs> Oh, I'm I'm bad now. No, it's okay. Oh. But okay, the, 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 the second half second half improved and it's worth watching. Yes. Yes. Thank there we you. go. Thank <laughs> you. Okay. Um. Right. I, so the one other thing I wanted to very quickly wrap up on then, um, is the whole um sequential television, the week in week out, the traditional method of shows coming out versus the Netflix ten episodes, bang. Straight there in your uh, DVR. Um, which what what's everyone's take on the two approaches and not only the pluses and the minuses of the both? Uh, because the one thing I certainly take away from shows like Daredevil and um, Jessica Jones and indeed uh, Making a Murderer when it came out, that you kind of get this one weekend or two weeks of intense discussion on social media and in pop culture and then it kind of moves away. Whereas with sequential television, you get this constant um, conversation going. Um, what's people's thoughts on that? Um, we'll go to Kerry. Um, what, what's, what's your preferred television viewing of choice? Truthfully, I like binge-watching more just because I'm not a patient person. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Todd Vanderwolf, who's on Vox, he used to be on AV Club, he's one of their writers, he said on Twitter the other day that the more people talk about, like, what is the ultimate binge-watch kind of show, the more he realizes that, like, people will binge-watch literally anything. (laughs) So, like, that definition kind of starts to lose its meaning, and I agree with that, because... I feel like, truthfully, we've all binged watched for years, you know, like, ten years ago, you'd go out and you'd buy, like, the DVDs of Friends or something, you know, and you'd sit there and you'd watch the whole thing, and it's just, it's shifted, so, Is there, not really the I'll, I'll, I'll open this up to um, all three of you, I mean, do you think there's, a, 
a, a, an element now of people DVRing shows and not actually watching. I mean, we were talking about um, Agent Carter and please watch it live so it can get a third season. That people aren't watching it live, that they are then just storing it for a bin. Are we yeah. getting into a binge watching culture? I totally think that happens more and more often now. I do it myself. I know. You just there's so much TV on now, like you kind of have to. Like Mark was saying earlier, you've had that you mean the apocalypse thing on your DVR for how long now? <laughs> September, October, maybe. Yeah. You know, ten episodes, but yeah, yeah. You'll watch it at some point. Yeah, exactly. That's just kind of the culture now, almost, of TV, I think, mm. which yeah, is well, not well, great. When he's got a week free um, between Christmas and New Year this year, uh, that's when he'll be watching that program. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He'll so, sit there for 12 months. <laughs> you know, talking of what you were saying there, Leonard, I don't think – I think one episode a week is not going to die off or anything else like that, but I think people like to binge watch a lot more. What I – personally, from from my point of view, I think – 22, 24 episodes a season now is dying off. We're not yeah. seeing that anymore. We're now seeing 12, 10, 8 because people are knowing that we can get so much into that and people can talk about it a lot more. So I think any show that now turns up and goes, hey, we're doing 24, I kind of think, ugh, you don't need to do 24. You really don't. You know, I look at shows like Supernatural, which I love. I don't get, I love it, but I think 24 episodes. Come on, guys. You know, you too many. Yeah, exactly. You need to you need to take it down. I mean, when Empire, I love Empire, but when they turned around and said, "Yeah, we're doing 18," I was kind of like, mm, "It's too many for you. You had the perfect season at first season. Now 24, 22. It just feels like it's a marathon all the time. I even, you, just, I even, you can't I even. write 24 amazing episodes. Like yeah. you just physically can't. Wouldn't it be better if every show, quite honestly, had more of a UK model where it's quality over quantity. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I even kind of got that to some degree, where even with Jessica Jones. I actually thought that show was three episodes too long. Um, I actually hoped that it was going to be a little bit more like Daredevil. It was a little bit of the fat was um, kind of cut off, especially in the back third. Um, I mean, I don't know how many episodes there are of Daredevil season two. Is that ten again? I, I thought they were all 13. Uh, yeah, no, um, Daredevil was ten. Yeah, yeah, but you see, you saying about what? Uh, how do people see it? Well, the thing is, if you've got ten, thirteen episodes there straight away on your DVR or something like that, if you get two average episodes, like you were saying, Leonard, you know, with um, with Jessica Jones, eh, there's a couple of episodes where you're like, hmm, you still went through them because you were like, I've got the rest of them, I'm going to do it. Whereas if I see, let's say, three episodes of supernatural in three weeks where I'm like mm, these are a bit a bit average I kind of think week four shall I really buy I them? think I'll rather yeah. Yeah, I'll prefer to do the pub maybe. yeah exactly and then let me see what people are saying oh it's picked up okay great you know I, and I think that's possibly what they need to look at is how much great episodes can you make compared to doing 24 because we've got 24 you know we've got the license to do 24 just because you've got 24 doesn't mean you have to do it yeah I've, I'm quite liking a couple of the comments on the Q&A uh, which we'll uh, do and then we'll uh, wrap things up uh, Brandon Troy um, uh, who does a, a great podcast on uh, television shows if you want to uh, check out uh, his stuff the re uh, real news um, Netflix makes more sense for viewers uh, with um uh, the ability to binge watch, uh, but week-to-week uh, -week normal programming makes more sense for networks in terms yeah. of advertising. I think I think that's it on the head. Like they haven't completely figured out how to monetize like binge watching. No. And with uh, Jason Co. Hello, Jason. Um, with my 22 plus shows that I watch, I'm for I'm forced to binge watch them since there are aren't enough hours in the day to watch television every night. Yeah. Yeah, that kind of makes sense as well. Plus, binge-watching is really good for the more complicated shows because you really can follow it through. Um, I, that is really pointed out to me with uh, the binging of the Game of Thrones. Fair follow enough. the different house a lot easier than uh, if, if I had had to wait from week to week and couldn't quite remember uh, from episode to episode. But uh, binge-watching, actually, since the advent of the TiVo, um, 10, 15 years ago has really become a, a 
become part of the mainstream culture. And uh, it's amazing to me how many people now uh, binge watch things and how tied in people are to shows like we're doing now, uh, which show like bring out the new shows that are coming so that we know to, to TiVo to DVR these shows. Otherwise, uh, you know, we, we would not know what, <laughs> we wouldn't know what to, to record. So you know, we can get the, the 20 episodes on our, our DVRs to binge watch in the summertime when there's no, absolutely nothing. <laughs> yeah, nothing to watch. <laughs> Fair enough. That, Sorry, Lena. Just wanted to add one thing. Um, talking about Netflix and Amazon Prime and people like that, there was a very, very good interview with Kevin Spacey in British GQ, I think it was, last year, just before House of Cards was coming out. And he was explaining, he'd been into um, Netflix and they were explaining to him how they take all of their data from people watching House of Cards. So they take all of the demographics and when you pause it and how long you pause it for and when you go back to watch it and all of this fantastic information. And obviously then they use it and, uh, and do marketing as such. But everything that I was reading, I'm like, wow, they're really in depth about this. They really know their market for House of Cards. But then... They seem to be missing markets for what looks like, you know, nerd culture. Hmm. Okay, yeah, it, it makes sense. It's, it's uh, yeah. I know it's, that um, that uh, Nielsen is also had also tapped into the TiVo um, market uh, in terms of watching mar- uh, watching what people were doing with regards to uh, <laughs> to the to their shows. Okay. You know what, though? I feel like I think Netflix, truthfully, has almost a leg up on Nielsen because Nielsen obviously takes like a small sample pool. There's always debates of how accurate is it, how accurate is it not, whereas Netflix probably can see at least almost all of their viewers what they're doing. Yeah, like, yeah. As live as it gets, yeah. Yeah, and I think that's part of the reason why Netflix like never wants to share their data. I thought... <laughs> I didn't read that interview, Mark, but last year at Straczynski's personal panel, he was talking, too, about, like, how Netflix knew, like, people watched Sense8. Like, the average person was watching it, like, three times in a row. <laughs> like, that kind of thing. Stuff that you would never hear. Wow. So it was really interesting. Uh, Mark, if you could find a link for that and uh, yes. share it, and then I'll, we'll also add it to the comments down below of the video uh, on YouTube uh, if yes. you're watching this and not live. Uh, indeed, if you are time-sharing this particular episode, um, thank you very much indeed for watching. But if you are watching live, thank you very much indeed for joining us this week on Talking Comic-Con, uh, a cup of tea with an Englishman in San Diego. Um, the one program that we haven't mentioned uh, throughout the entire of this hour, uh, which, of course, is the show that everyone should be watching, uh, 9 o'clock, in the morning on Saturday, January the 16th, the return of Sesame Street on HBO. Make sure that you watch it um, because it's Sesame Street. And come on, who doesn't need a bit of Big Bird in their life? So there we go. Right. Um, thank you very much indeed to my guests today. Uh, as always, thank you very much indeed to Mark Serby for joining us. Thank you. Thank you. Um, now, this is where things slightly change. Because you <laughs> me turn around and say, Mark, where can we find you online? And we have the Twitter handle, and that's it. But this has changed, hasn't it? So, uh, yeah, give us some news. Uh, yeah, I've got my own little corner of the internet now. I have my own website, MarkSearby.com, where you can go and you can see all of the different things that I do. So writing, presenting, interviewing. Uh, there's even a video of me doing a radio show as well, because I do radio every week. So you can see me sat behind a desk. It's not very glamorous being in a radio studio, I've got to say. You know this, Leonard, but, you know, people don't see behind the scenes. So there's a little video on that. Yes, so I have my own little website, so please do go and check it out, and please do give me any feedback as well. So that's MarkSerby.com. Excellent stuff. And, of course, you can find him on Twitter as well, which is... Mark underscore Serby. Excellent. And thank you very much indeed for Kerry for joining us, um, uh, taking time out of your Sunday. Um, what's, what have you got lined up in terms of certainly the, the unofficial blog? What's, uh, what's on the cards for you? Yeah, uh, well, now that it's the new year, Comic-Con coverage is just going to start picking up, much to my chagrin. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's 
that's about it. That'll slowly be eating my whole life away. But you can find me at stccblog.com or on my personal Twitter at Carrie Dixon. Well, I mean, that's something I was going to very quickly touch on as well, because uh, I think the pair of us have noticed that the uh, CCI social media is starting to really ramp up now. So, yeah, uh, first special guests are tomorrow. Sorry? For the first special guest will be announced tomorrow. Indeed. Uh, I think we're also going to be seeing, um, I mean, when it comes to announcements as well, well as well as the special guests, um, you're also going to be um, seeing stuff like the early bird hotel sale as well is going to be on the on the horizon. So, yeah. Uh, open. Do pay Sorry? Open Reg? I don't, I think we're too early for that. <laughs> I think I think you've got a little over a month to wait for that because last year it was announced on February 13th. And the what cons later this year. So I think you've probably got like five to six weeks. Yeah. So. I, I, the people in the forum are, are predicting the um, the weekend after the 14th of February 14th. Yeah. I think um, that sounds exactly right. But when I have seen a tremendous amount of people who are coming on looking looking for groups. We're starting groups right and left. And mm-hmm. I keep trying to say to people, just public service announcement, Open reg groups don't work as well as pre-reg groups. Just don't buy anything until you get a badge, please. Yeah. Whereas I personally think of the opinion it's going to happen on Valentine's weekend because <laughs> no, because bugger it, everything else seems to be happening on Valentine's weekend. So yeah, right. let's just all dive into there. So brilliant. So uh, very quickly, once again, Kerry, where can people find the SDCC blog? Certainly. You can find the SDCC blog at sdccblog.com as well. <laughs> as well as on Twitter at SD underscore comic underscore con or on Facebook at facebook.com slash sdconblog. Excellent stuff. And thanks uh, once again to Alyssa Franks for joining us. We managed to get all the technical issues sorted. We've got you joining us. Brilliant. Um, where can people find you, Alyssa? Uh, friendsofcc.com forward slash forum. Excellent. And also on Twitter as well? I am on Twitter, Friends of CCI, at Friends of CCI. One one last thing, um, Stars is doing a free to binge their first two seasons of Black Sail, if nobody's watched that. It's uh, just find their website and and drill into the Black Sails. Fair enough. And... uh, Myself, uh, Leonard Sultana, you can find on Twitter at Englishman SDCC, and of course you can find out all the bits and pieces I do at anenglishmaninsandiego.com. Also, uh, if you want to join me on a Wednesday evening between 8 and 10 here in the UK, uh, I have a radio show, uh, just like Mark does, except uh, mine's not broadcast kind of to the general public. Um, I do a um, bit of a charity thing, as it were, uh, for uh, Dewsbury and District Hospital, because we have hospital radio stations here in the, the UK. Um, now, the reason why I say that is because we are also broadcasting online at hwdhospitalradio.com, or you can also find us if you use the TuneIn app, if you search for HWD Hospital Radio. Um, on a Wednesday between 8 and 10, I have my little slice of nerd, where I talk all about the, uh, the news headlines of the last seven days, uh, do a couple of uh, features and quizzes as well. If you want to join us, you're more than welcome, and um, I think it will be something I'm going to be focusing a little bit of energy on and uh, see if we can make it a nice little uh, show that you can join us. So HWD, Hospital Radio, and it's uh, Little Slice of Nerd. I think I've even got a Facebook page up for it as well, but I've got stuff to do with that, so things to keep me occupied. Thank you very much indeed for joining us uh, on uh, Talking Comic Con, a cup of tea with an Englishman in San Diego. We are back again next Sunday uh, for another show. Hopefully we're going to be having a little bit of a a special on how you can get um, physically prepared for uh, your con adventures in 2016. Do take care, enjoy the rest of your week, and we'll hopefully see you next Sunday. Take care everyone. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye.